we all have our own path to walk. It may be obstructed, it may be winding, and no doubt it will have peaks and valleys, but it is ours alone. Like onlookers at a marathon, friends and family can offer encouragement along the way, but ultimately we decide the trajectory that we take. In this series, Juliet Doris Williams offers a clear view from her path that may inform your decisions as you move toward finding your faith. One part spirituality, one part real world practicality, and a serious splash of fun. Here's Juliet. Hello, welcome to Finding Faith. I'm the author of two books, one of which is Leaving Church, Finding Faith, Six Steps for Discovering Your Purpose in the World After Leaving the Christian Church, and the primary focus of this podcast. You can find my works and me on my website at julietdoriswilliams.com. In this space, I talk about the book, but most times about what it means to be a practicing person of faith who is not connected to a church or the church, as it is commonly referenced. I aim for this to be a safe space where we talk about being a Jesus follower while practicing being human. So a lot about life, a lot about faith, a lot about the interplay between the two that we navigate day by day. Thanks for joining me. Today, we are having another of our Finding Faith conversations where we invite fellow humans on the journey of faith to chat with us about practicing faith, mostly on the outside of the traditional institution of church. Today's guest is Stanya Greathouse. Stanya is founder and CEO of Teen Start, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization in Northern and Central Ohio, whose mission is to enhance the social development of children, teens, and young adults preparing them for adulthood through workforce development, food insecurity, and independent living housing for youth aging out of foster care. Stanya and I have um, a bit of a history um, in in addition to now being real life colleagues, uh, mm-hmm. but our history is that we went to seminary together. And so, um, so there's a story that we will talk about. Um, so one of the conversations that, that stay in my mind about my, uh, relationship with Stanya. And we'll talk about that at some point, uh, today. Um, but, uh, so Stanya and I know, know each other. So, uh, that may come up uh, in our conversation today. So, uh, welcome Stanya and thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So, um, uh, why don't you, I mean, I gave the, I gave your, your 32nd elevator speech, uh, but why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Well, um, as Juliet said, my name is Stanya Greathouse and, um, she and I have been knowing each other for quite a while. Um, I am originally from Cleveland, Ohio and have roots in the Columbus area as well. So um, I kind of traveled to and fro. My uh, journey of faith has been one that's very important to me, and I think it has really shaped uh, who I am today. Uh, I have two beautiful children, uh, both college graduates, um, living in in all parts of the world, and um just blessed to be in the position that I am today from once I've come. (laughs) 
That is awesome. I gave the the thirty the thirty second elevator speech, but and this is quite fascinating um, to me. Um, as I work, as you know, I I work primarily with adults in the mental health, addiction, and trauma space. Um, but your work has uh, you founding a nonprofit organization to work with children, teens, and young adults. What drew you to that work? Growing up in inner city Cleveland, um, just having a pulse on the things that were going on in my neighborhood, which really connected to uh, my own personal experiences and uh, just seeing that the children and the youth, they really did not have a lot of guidance um, and safety has always been my um, at the at the heart, at the root of of the work that I that I've done that I've started, um, and and let me be clear, my childhood trauma um, really precipitated these the program that I started, um, which began watching the children running around the library outside till wee hours of night, and I'm like, okay, well, they need something to do. And so in my young years, because we're, we're 30 years in, um, I just began providing programmings in the libraries, uh, sitting them down, and I began to hear stories that were similar to mine. And it really grabbed my heart. Um, and I just felt that I, that I needed to contribute to being a part of the solution. Um, I had experienced the problem. Now it's like, what do you do? And so that's how Teen Start evolved um, or began, I'm sorry. And it just evolved from there. Um, originally, it, I, I, my thought pattern was um, these kids are already making decisions that adults make and not knowing really what they're doing. So as they're getting older, um, I, I believe the youngest was around 13, 14 at that time. Hmm. Um, but as they get older, they're going to have to make more decisions about their lives. And so um, my goal was always to prepare them for that process, for that part of their life. Um, and, and let's be clear, I wasn't trying to be their parent. But I understood in my neighborhood, parents were doing the best they could with what they knew. And so the the program kind of stemmed from there. And, uh, you know, I didn't have to market or recruit because the kids were really hungry for that type of engagement. So and we uh, after years of uh, <laughs> doing the work. Uh, I, like most people in ministry, and I'll call it ministry, um, wanted to run for the border. And as I ran, it ran with me and followed me to uh, seminary, Delaware, Ohio. And I slowed down my running and <laughs> it kept coming. So then we began providing programming in uh, Columbus. So um, just the, the, the need has been and it continues to be so great. Um, that I, I would take nothing from what I started, even though I never in my wildest dreams experienced it would be or thought it would be where it is today. 
now I know why we are, why we connect with each other and continue to connect with each other across our many uh, travels. And you and I have share similar, maybe not, um, our, our work has, has a lot of different intersections, but um, the journey, the journey to seminary um, initially started with trauma um, and the work that I was doing in answer and in response to my trauma um, and uh, discovering that um, the journey to healing that, uh, that I embraced for myself, um, I also um, was inspired, drawn to be part of the solution for others who were experiencing the same um, traumas that I um, was also in, in many ways still in, in recovery from. Um, and so, and that led to one thing, which led to another thing, which led to another thing and, um, church, um, back in that day was a very important part of my recovery journey. God and church was, uh, played a very heavy role in my ongoing, um, healing. I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll say that. And ultimately it, it led to seminary because you talk about the running part. Um, so we're going to veer off a little bit and talk about that, that running part. Um, I called it, uh, ignoring the persistent, uh, knock, 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 knock on the back of my brain. Um, that, um, uh, we call that in, in seminary jargon and church jargon, a call. Absolutely. We call it a call. And, um, surrendering to that call is absolutely about stop running, stopping the running, right? Stopping the running. And it's like, okay. And just, (laughs) it's just saying, okay. Okay. Yeah. Just Just surrender, just stop stop (laughs) and just surrendering to, okay. What surrendering to the, what not To to the, what, and, and, and to the who, depending on where, where your faith, uh, lands you. And for me, it, it was a who, it was a presence. It was, um, the church was, uh, um, a place where I found, um, nurture and, um, a place where absolutely I found healing. And there were, and, and, and this was through, um, some beautiful, uh, impactful human beings that okay. uh, were placed in my path, um, which continued to lead for me to wanting to know more about mm-hmm. this yeah. this thing, this faith, mm-hmm. this this what is this all about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. this thing we got we call Christianity, and how did it get to be here? And so that's kind of how my brain works, wanting to get to. Um, wanting to understand why the why of things and which, which ultimately once I stopped running led me to seminary. That, that is, that is quite interesting. Um, And for me, definitely church played a huge role, um, but it wasn't the people. 
It was the presence. The presence, the spirit. I, 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 I come from a very different background. Let's say that. Okay. Say um, more. Say even, more. even, even in my religious foundation, um, I was raised in, uh, as a Muslim, uh, an American Muslim nation of Islam. Wow. And so that's, that's new information. Thank you mm-hmm, for sharing. Mm-hmm. Say more. Having, having that background, um, and coming into the Christian faith uh, was not an easy transition. Um, and and I'll tell you, I got there through a good friend. We were 13, and I, I wanted to spend a night over her house all the time. And so her mom's like, okay, but you go on to church. <laughs> okay, we'll try this church thing. I was familiar because I had an aunt who... Um, she wasn't allowed to take me to church, hmm. but she, we knew she got up on Sunday morning and that's where she was headed down the street. And uh, so the first time that I can recall really feeling the presence of God is when I went to church with my girlfriend and I ran. It was a Baptist church. I ran, running. <laughs> I ran out of the church, sat in the bus stop for an hour by my lonesome because I, I didn't understand it. I didn't know what it was. It was different. Was it, um, was it, it was scary or just oh yeah. unsettling? It well, was both, uns- both of, the, both of it, those. It things. was a little bit of both. Okay. Because I had never encountered anything, and really there was no one around me that could explain. Because I ran. Remember, I was outside. <laughs> I was on the curb by then, waiting on the bus to come. Um, but my girlfriend did come and sit next to me, and she says, "You okay?" She's like, "Well, this is just church." It was normal for her, but it was not normal for me. Um, and I don't think I went back for many years after that um, until I got pregnant with my children. And that's when I um, began going a little bit more regularly. So let's let's yeah. go back. Let's go back to the, the presence because we, um, we, I think you and I shared this uh, a brief conversation, I don't know how brief it was, but a conversation about the mystical. Um, mm-hmm. But both of us have had mystical experiences um, mm-hmm. that cannot be described in any other way besides Absolutely. mystical. So say, can you, can you articulate what that presence beyond being scary and unsettling um clearly overwhelming for a 13 year old. It was overwhelming. Uh, yeah. Um, can stuff. you, was, can you say more about in terms of describing that now in, in a retrospective way, of course, cause you've got, you know, looking at it now for with adult eyes. With a different lens. And this is the yeah. first time I ever told the story, by the way. Oh, well, uh, thank, thank you for trusting. <laughs> and us that's with that. Yes. Like, okay. Thank you. Um, so I'm being put in remembrance of, of my own story, which is, is a beautiful thing. Um, as I move forward, um, I, I would say 
as I sat there and, you know, people were shouting and they're praying. And then I just felt this warmth come over me. It was a warm feeling, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't stop. It was just a warmth. I, I can even sitting here, I, I know exactly what I was wearing the whole time. It was just a warmth. And then it got increasingly intense. Mm. And that's the part that overwhelmed me because I'm I'm wanting to physically shake, but it, it would not leave. Mm. And I can call it a presence now just because of my journey and understanding, but it would not go away. And I began crying, of course, um, but it wasn't a bad cry. I didn't feel like I was being hurt. I just, I felt the touch. Hmm. It was a touch. And it stayed with you. And it obviously stays uh, lingering. Yeah. Yeah. It lingered for a while. Um, And I was transformed that day because I would, my life was never the same after that. And so you, 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 you ran. That was your, your first, your first, your first uh, leg of, of running. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow you ended up in the nation of Islam, right? No, we were, we were born. I was, you were born, you, yeah. you were born there. And so, yeah, so that was to, before. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So that was way before. So um, we went to Muslim school. Sure. Uh, and so I started school at the age of three. Um, and so we went to the school. So my, my dad, um, we were very much ingrained in that faith tradition. Um, but as my mom and dad separated, then there was really no religious expectations or practices going on at that time. Until, until that, that in now infamous day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, so when did you circle back I mean, how many years was it between that fateful day, fateful day? And wow. uh, yeah, when did you circle back to not to Islam, but to because mm-hmm. I mean, you you ended up I, I and I guess this is a good time to to share with with the with the listeners how the, that one conversation that you and I and what's that been? <laughs> How many years ago has that been? I don't remember. I, I graduated in um, 2009. So yeah, I, okay. 2009 we graduated. <laughs> that, so, that, yeah. yeah, it's been some years. Uh-huh. Um, but the one conversation that's that that I told you about that stuck with me um, because I was on my my reasons for landing in journey uh, in in seminary had to do with um, meeting the qualifications for ordination. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in the United Methodist church. And so, um, so that was why I was there, not necessarily to pursue a degree, but I needed certain, uh, studies, uh, yeah. under, under my belt to, to continue my journey toward ordination. Um, and, uh, you and I had, and I don't even remember what led up to that conversation, but you and I had this conversation about how people, and, and I had shared that I was, I was on the ordination path and you mm-hmm. said, you said that people were trying to put you 
on the ordination track mm-hmm. and you weren't, you weren't having it. You weren't having it. And so and you were and you were quite annoyed. I remember mm-hmm. that. Just quite annoyed with people trying to put you on the ordination path and 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 you're like, no. Uh and one, and you know, I even then I I was thinking in my head, you know, good on you for being grounded enough mm-hmm. in what your own you know, yes, you in your own call to resist that kind of pressure because that's some pressure. It coming, is coming from people who um, may be supporting you uh, in many ways. That's some pressure uh, from mm-hmm. people that you possibly look up to, um, people that um, that you're that you're working with uh, in your in in your in your in your in your uh, your own faith journey and 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 the work that you were called to that's quite um astute of it is to un- understand that yeah i'm not having it that that's not, that's that's all about you and not about me so and say. and i i i won't say that i knew i was being astute i well, think i you was were. being stubborn <laughs> <laughs> well whatever whatever it, word goes, we call it. it goes along with that running thing right <laughs> um but it but Something in me, though, um, was very clear. That was not my path. And, and I took, I don't took, know why. I just, it's like, nope, that ain't, that's not it. That's not it. And you that's took steps it. to make sure. I that, sure did. And so uh, say, say, more, <laughs> say more about that. I did. I, I was actually, when I first started seminary, I, um, I was pursuing a, a Master's of Divinity and a, a dual degree and, and a master's in counseling. And the pressure got so that I said, I know how to remedy this. Let's just stop this div- divinity crap and get an education. And now I don't meet the qualifications. There you go. So, and, and they, and they, there was a backing away. <laughs> okay. So um, they, ba- they backed off after that. Absolutely. But I always knew um, the deacon track worked better for me. Same. So, same. Um, because I am a community driven, focused person. That's where the community raised me in such a way. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. And so, um, my goal has always been, how do I give back to the community? Because I see the lack and the need. Um, I, I, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but I've always had a thing, even after starting going to church regularly, I could not understand why the people in the community weren't in the churches. Mm. It was people coming from outside of the community. Mm. That's... That's interesting. Um, that's whether they grew up, some of them grew up in it and then they just continued to come even when they moved out of the community. But rarely did I see in the churches that I was a part of the actual people in the church. So there was a direct disconnect for me. And I soon began to understand the why. Uh, which, which again, left a taste in my mouth that I don't want to be a part of that. And and the why, the why being, what, 
Um, people being made to feel less than and not comfortable because they didn't fit. Right. And that was that was my journey, my life journey. I never fit, so I didn't really care. But to see how it affected other people. Right. 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 Um, that 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 troubled me a lot. It, and it still does to this day. So when I see a church that's really functioning and connected to the community, I'm like, that's it. You know, they're far and few, but I'm like, that's it right there. I, I don't have a problem with people coming back and visiting, but don't put the wall up to where the people that are right there in that community can't participate or don't feel comfortable enough to participate. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. And now, and, and I, I, I now understand why, why our paths seem so similar. Um, because same, uh, I was, I was on the path to ordination as a deacon, but I saw my work out in community and, um, and, and absolutely the same because the work of transformation spirit does that. Um, church, church in and of itself doesn't do that, but mm-hmm. spirit does that. And whereas I talk a lot in this space about the way of Jesus, the model mm-hmm. of Jesus and Jesus, I mean, he could have set himself up in the synagogue of his day, uh, but he didn't do that. He went to the people and Absolutely. did his work outside with the people. And then, Absolutely. and they found him outside not mm-hmm. in the synagogue. They found him outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of the, the work and, 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 and the miracles and all of the, all of that wondrous stuff, all that love that he, yes. um, expressed out in his earthly ministry happened on the outside. On the outside. With, with the so-called quote unquote outsiders. Outsiders, the unclean, the unclean, yeah, the people that, yeah, the so-called unclean, right? Yeah, the so-called, absolutely. With with the powerless, the marginalized. Mm -hmm. I mean, the women uh, that we don't that we that they they don't talk about talk much about in in uh, I'm talking about church writ large now. Absolutely, uh, about the the ministry (laughs) of of the women. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. That supported and followed. What's interesting is I, um, you asked the question earlier about um, going back to church. I've been through many denominations. (laughs) Well, and and I I went through them all. Okay. And you know, we could, we could make a list because I've got, I I got a few too. So tell me, tell me about yours. Yes. Tell me about yours. I've I've seen uh, Baptist, uh, United Methodist. Yep. Uh, Pentecostal. Oh, apostolic, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Church of God. Mm-hmm. Church of God. I, I've been through them I all. didn't do that one. Hey, <laughs> I've done that one. Hey, so. I, I've even been through an African, uh, mm-hmm. you know, non-denominational. So, um, my, and I, and I think a lot of that was my seeking. Yes. Uh, for that connectedness, um, that I could not really find. Um, but through it, I continued to grow. Yes. 
Yes. What what they they the scripture talks about um when after Jesus was thirteen, right? Yeah. And and then there was a period of time that nobody had heard or there's no information, but it said he grew. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. We grow. Dis- we grow. We're even, growing this yes. despite. Despite. Wherever even, we are. Even even though. Even though. <laughs> even though um it, it's uh I call those uh pit stops. Absolutely. Um, so even though this was not the place where you that you land or you mm-hmm. might land there mm-hmm. temporarily, even though mm-hmm. it didn't feel like you were landing there temporarily when you landed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But ultimately, it was temporary pit stop on the road, and, on the and, way. And this this is not a bash on the church. No. Because the church is where I found Jesus, right? Yeah. Same. However, it's this conversation for me is, and, and, it, and it's not being had uh, a lot. It's being open to where he's at. Yeah, I found him there, but he's he's everywhere. everywhere. God is, if you believe, he's everywhere. Everywhere. He's not just in this denomination, not in that building, not that. He's everywhere. Everywhere. And you have to be able to discern your where. Yes. And your season for the where. You're I had like, a season where yeah. mm-hmm. I was church. My kids know we was three days a week. We're going. <laughs> Thank God I, I I made it through that season because had I gotten them to the teen years and tried that, I don't know if it would have <laughs> I don't know if it would have worked. Um, but God knows. Yeah. Right? He knows where we come from, he knows where what we need at, at specific times in our lives. Yes. And he knows where he has need of us. And and um, we'll uh, maneuver around uh, over and under our plans to Absolutely. to make sure that we land Absolutely. in the place that we are that we are supposed to be. I, uh, I don't I don't care how much you run, little girl. <laughs> truth. <laughs> hashtag truth. How, hashtag truth. You always end up where you're supposed to be. Okay. And it might be um for a, a season, as mm-hmm. you said. Um, but you all, we always land where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um and we have the experiences um that support us on that journey so that when we get to the place absolutely where we're supposed to be, we are well equipped. Absolutely. Well equipped to do the thing that we're ultimately called to anyway, which is Mm -hmm. where your work interfaces with your faith. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, because you were called, you were called to that at the beginning. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. At the beginning. Yeah. Um, Just the, the things and the people that I have, I had to minister to on that journey. Um, it constantly affirmed that that I was where I needed to be, where I was where I was supposed to be. 
Um, and, and ironically, people that have been hurt by the church. Yeah. People yeah. that had um, terrible things happen to them in that space and through people that were um, supposed to be godly, right? Um, so it's like, where do they go? Where where do those individuals go? Or who do they get to connect to when that those that are in that structure, the building that's supposed to be a safe space? Right. Where do they go when they're being hurt by that particular, right? Um, it leaves little room for you wanting to go and find another one and you keep running into the same thing. So I think that just further validates that God is everywhere and he has a place for those individuals as well so that they can get absolutely so that they can get what they need from the divine. Yes. So now we're not talking about people. And I think that's where um, we sometimes get off course. And that that was what I was taught by God's presence from the beginning. I was seeking his presence and I he didn't leave room for me to um, misconstrue that it was coming from people. Does that make sense? I may not be using the proper term, but mm, I don't there, know that there I was, don't know that we have language for this. There, there was oh. no doubt in my mind that despite all these people that are around not necessarily being nice to me, I I, I couldn't afford to care because I needed healing. Right. And so I had to just go and be in God's presence. Because that is what he gave me from day one. It was his presence that overwhelmed me. But then afterwards, I began to feel human. I began to feel loved. It was through the presence of God. And good on you. It, uh, it took me a few revolutions of, uh, through some people and some denominations and through some processes, processes, maybe, um, to get to what you're just now talking about. Um, that being, um, that is that, that presence that I knew, I knew was there. No one mm-hmm. taught, no one taught me that. Mm-hmm. I knew that because I'd mm-hmm. had a couple of what I started off with mystical encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One, um, one at, uh, at my kitchen sink while I was washing dishes and, and, and we won't go into that right now. I, uh, I think I, 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 I wrote, mentioned that in my book, a little commercial there. Um, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. um, but, um, but when you, you know, and when you have felt that presence, then nothing else, um, nothing else comes even close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you are, a seeker. Absolutely. Because I think that's it. 
ultimately that becomes the ground. Mm-hmm. That, that becomes the ground mm-hmm. and everything else is just, mm-hmm. I don't know, fodder. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it has, it, it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so you, um, one thing that I didn't uh, mention in your, uh, in your introduction is about your, you, you now have a doctorate in divinity. Yes. So what led you to that and, and how does that, um, um, interface with your, with your work, um, or, or your faith or, or both? Um, so, um, uh, after, um, well, while in graduate school and, and <laughs> fighting the powers that be, that says, uh, you know, uh, that, that wanted to determine, um, hmm, my value in the spiritual religious traditions. Uh, I just, I personally, and, and I'm, I'm, and I honestly, not walking or utilizing that title, right? Right. Um, I just felt led to continue to um, maximize what I believe God had put in me. For no other reason but to validate some of the work that I do, right? Um, God already validated me because he gave me the wisdom and the strength to overcome so many obstacles in my life. However, man wants to see (laughs) these letters, these words, this, the alphabet, the the alphabet, alphabet, you know, how many letters of the alphabet do you have? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and so uh, I, th- I think that was more so my reasoning for moving in that direction. Um, I, I don't think I fully uh, utilized it as of yet. I think just even sitting here with you, Juliet, is like a first step. Like me sitting in that uh, bus stop. I'm in the bus stop. Uh, you're again. in the bus stop. I am in the bus stop. I and, okay, and I, I hope I hope this is not overwhelming though. No, so it, I think I'm ready. I think okay. you prepared me for this day. Okay, um, good. I, I don't feel overwhelmed because I, I know what the presence is now. Right? That's right. That's right. I, I didn't know that. So now I know what the presence is. Now I have to have um the faith to move in the grace of God yeah, and I'm not knowing where this is taking me, but okay, Lord, it's all you. I, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm, step, I'm at the bus stop now. I'm not running anymore. Step. I'm tired. My legs hurt. I'm at the bus stop chilling, waiting on you. <laughs> chilling, waiting, now waiting on my ride. Waiting, yeah, waiting on, my, on ride. my ride. You know, they Uber now, but I'll still get on the bus if that's where I'm, <laughs> was that what you got for me, right? You know what? The, the bus is where the people are. Absolutely. The bus, the bus is where the people are. And so that is so hilarious because I used to love to run the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'd ride all over the town and wherever I needed to go. 
but well, yeah well um, since you I, I since you are at the 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 bus stop on this intersection i'm yeah. going to say dr stanya <laughs> what is one or more things you want the world to know about you hmm. i would just like the world to know that i am a legacy builder hmm. the Title deacon often is synonymous with a bridge, right? I see legacy in that bridge in the same light. God did not bring me this distance, um, heal me, um, for it to end with me. Mm. And so at this stage of my life, whatever I can do to pass the baton to the next generation so that their journey can be built, have a foundation to build upon. Uh, that, that's, that's my current mission. And I, I think it was always my mission, but I, I I shudder when I see things shut down because the founder or the leader no longer is there or no longer wants to do it. And I think we, we oftentimes, especially within our culture, do a disservice. Um, if God blessed this thing, whatever this thing is, right. then surely it should not stop with you. Or me. That's right. A legacy. A, a legacy. legacy. That's something so, else you and I share. So yeah. That's, that's so awesome. I've 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 uh I've told my children and my nephews and nieces that I'm gonna leave a legacy of love. No more trauma. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It stops here. It stops here. Yeah. Generational trauma stops here. Here. Yeah. It ends with me. It ends with me. Oh my. Now I know why mm-hmm. we keep running into each other. <laughs> I, I absolutely know why. And I am grateful. Uh I'm mm. grateful that we uh continue to cross paths in, in our uh uh different uh different streets um but on on that same destination of of bridging um our our love of people our mission to assure that the trauma stops here yes and being the bridge the bridge to god's heart yeah you know, that's the deacon journey yeah, that's the deacon journey, and so, um, and um, it's our our lives have no meaning mm. if we do not give away the lessons, yes. yes, and give away the lessons that we have learned and mm-hmm. spread the love that we mm-hmm. have been given, um, and the gifts that we have been given, and the so, gifts. So thank you, Dr. Stanya, uh, for sharing your story, sharing your self, sharing your love and your life and your 
healing uh, one with the people that you serve and um, for us, the listeners that you have uh, graced us uh, with, with all of that. So I am so appreciative. Thank you for agreeing to come. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I told someone, I said, you know, I don't think me and Juliet ever talked. We didn't talk five or six times while we were in school, right? No, no. But I, I remember that we talked. Yeah. If, we, if that, a handful. If that, yeah. yeah. And so, But we both left an impression on one another. And yes, so we did. I am so grateful uh, to you for this opportunity. Um, I, I do, I do have my own shameless plug. Shameless um, we, plug. Go ahead. <laughs> we are, uh, Team Start, we're embarking on our, uh, healing farms, right? Healing So farms. we're doing some mm-hmm. urban farming and so we're developing some healing farms throughout, uh, the cities and to give youth a space, a safe space to be. And so how and can, so, how can people find you in Team Start? Uh, they can find me online, uh, www.teenstartinc.org. Um, uh, simple email, teenstartinc at gmail.com. Um, 614-902-5895. Thank you. You can tell I've never did this before. So I'm like, oh, okay. So, but it will not be the last time. And I hope that you will come back. Um, because I think we could have uh, a a lot more to talk about. So thank you so much, Dr. Stanya. And, um, that's all we have for you today now, listeners, but we do appreciate you being here. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Finding Faith.